podcast mode. Before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with slow internet to see who they really are. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escape. Hello and welcome to the final normal episode of the year. Let's hope my colleagues have had a great week to review. Let me introduce my staff members today and their dream jobs. Growing up as a kid, this man always wanted to become a famous wrestler or podcaster. One of those dreams came true. It's Stig. uh, Entering the Royal Rumble next month. (laughs) (laughs) Be broken in 13 seconds. (laughs) Also... This young man wanted to be an admiral in the French Navy or a podcaster. One of those came true. It's oh, Biggie. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't say who you were. <laughs> I kind of went to that. He jumped on it. He jumped on it. Fantastic. What professionals we are. Oh, yeah, it's Biggie. He's back. Hello. The aristocratic black. <sighs> also, hiking the northern wilds of England, this gentleman wanted to become a rock star. Or a podcaster. Again, one of those dreams came true. It's Gadget. My world tour kicks off in March. (laughs) And finally, this sexual tyrannosaurus of a lady wanted to become a tattooist or a podcaster growing up. One of those dreams came true. It's Candy. Hey, I've won in life. Actually, that's not true. I wanted to be Dana Scully when I grew up. We're all here. We're all here. We're just going to skip that. Short and ginger. I think you've got that. Yeah, I was going to say, explains the hair colour. How is everyone doing? We're all poorly, aren't we? We are. I'm I'm all right. I'm okay. Well, you are poorly now because we've infected you through the broadband. It's a computer virus. (laughs) The 5G. The 5G. (laughs) Turning the frogs gay or whatever gadget says. (laughs) I don't see it. I quoted. How did you say it before? Oh, is it a quote? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Something Alex Jones said. No, oh, I thought it was one of your originals. No. <laughs> but yes, how are we all doing this fair, fair week? And again, let me let me just stress this to the listeners. I did say it's our last normal episode of the year because our Christmas bonanza kicks off from next week. It's going to be epic. It's going to be huge. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. We've never done a full December of madness, but we're going to be doing it. And I think the first one we're doing is, is it the Gotti? Yeah, we're doing Game of the Year first, then... <laughs> Kicking off strong. Then Film and TV of the Year. Yep. Then everything else then we like live. of the year. Oh, yeah, live. yeah. Then the live finish. And, we, and the, and and the we'll uh, I special think patron. The Patreon, I think, will be everything we hate from the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The patron is... Uh, We've got a different idea, haven't we? Got a different idea, yeah. Uh, <laughs> under wraps. Under wraps. <laughs> oh, no, that, yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Everything we hate from the year can be January. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, I'm looking forward to that Patreon one. Trust me, it's going to be grand. But, you know what? I've not noticed this week. I've not noticed news being inserted into me, me ears. I don't know what's gone off in the world, but I know a man who does. It's big as breaking news. You may already know, but he doesn't. Because it's time for 
Biggie's Breaking News. I know it sounds funny, but I just can't stand Stig's pain. Guys, I'm reading to you tomorrow. <laughs> Seems to me, guys, you know I've researched all I can. You see, I copy and paste it and I borrow. He's listening to it in his ear, I can tell. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Ooh. That's why it's news Thank you. It's newsy like Sunday recording. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's news yeah. <laughs> it's newsy like Sunday recording. <laughs> that was the worst Very yet. Good. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, it's Biggie and the Commodores. <laughs> it's because you're listening to it, so we're just sat here listening to silence. For the <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it won't work if I do it too fast. I just made, you know, I skipped out the massive guitar instrumental last week. Yeah, that, <laughs> was, sat there. that was fun to put the backing all you two. <laughs> I know, but imagine if I just sat there and waited for that guitar intro to play before, <laughs> between the, the start and the chorus. Oh, that would be fun. I mean, if you've given us, us a chance, it could have been like a live Iron Maiden thing. They sing all the guitar parts anyway. Yeah, they I, do. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought about trying to like set it up, set it up as a sound in the Discord and just let it play, but I just couldn't be bothered. The thing is, I, and I saw a lot of people saying, I didn't know what Stig sang this. They're not going to know the Commodores, are they? Some of our listeners. <laughs> who the bloody hell are they? Well, they're, they're cops if they don't know who the Commodores are. Bloody hell. I, I know, mate. We will root them out. We'll know who they are. I mean, I yes, was thinking Faith No More, to be fair, but you know. I also oh, Yeah, that works one of, one of the best covers of all time. Yeah. Uh, the third after mine. Yeah. Next. That was excellent, Biggie. <laughs> First. <Excellent>. First. <laughs> uh, <laughs> court rules five billion lawsuits against Sony can go ahead following years of excessive PS store prices. This was first. (laughs) Yes, I did too. This was first reported uh, back in August 2022. Consumer rights campaigner named Alex Neal has set out to sue Sony for five billion. The basis of the class action lawsuit alleged that the PlayStation maker charges excessive amounts of money for digital content through the PS Store, something it can supposedly get away with by being a market leader. I like the sound of this. This it's fact. They they, they have been. They have been really, really horrible with it and the deals are not always cracking but I've already ended my noticing at work now because this is going to go through I'm going to live <laughs> off the spoils from this lawsuit well, you're not getting 5 billion out of this yes no. I am I've spent more than that <laughs> the UK's competition appeal tribunals ruled that the lawsuit could proceed to trial which basically means that Sony will now be forced to defend itself in court normally a company would attempt to dismiss the lawsuit before it even got off the ground but it hasn't worked this time um, I think there was a mention. I, th- I think I saw somewhere you could get uh, maybe up to five hundred and sixty-two pounds back. Some weird number, um, but that may include interest as well, depending on That's what yearly wages that of damages are given. But we'll have to see if it goes any further. Did it's interesting someone that leave? Only... Did someone leave Sony recently? Really recently? Someone big? Jim well, Ryan. Jim Ryan. 
Do you think that's why he's leaving? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, this guy only went for um, Sony because it kind of applies to Microsoft and Nintendo in a way as well. I think but he's only gone for Sony. Well, I think it'll be to set the precedent for it, but also, but also, he's very been very specific that about the the size of the cut that Sony takes from the storefront, and I think most of most of what he's aiming around is um, stuff like DLC and uh, microtransactions. And that, there's still the only the only company that does the seventy nine uh, sixty nine quid ones, though, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, like uh, stuff, so stuff, that's stuff, not good. stuff on the Xbox. You don't, you don't that. Yeah, they're not on Xbox, do they? Yeah, stuff on the Xbox store tends to be a little bit cheaper. And Nintendo, for all their faults, they tend to keep the digital versions of their games priced the same as the physical copies. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't margin them. Yeah, it's... Hopefully people take... so. I mean, Steam do it best, don't they? Let's be fair. Let's all be real. Yeah, yeah, Steam's pricing is a lot more malleable, shall we say. Yeah. It's also also easier for the uh, developers and publishers to control what they sell games for, hence why you'll get a lot of games come out like 35 quid on PC where they'll be like 60 quid on PlayStation. And PCs don't have disk drives, so there's no usual alternative, is there? They don't have physical games anymore. No, in fact, you buy a physical version of a PC game, you get a Steam code in the box. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it makes sense. Cool, this is can only good news. Let's hope the people win. The people versus Sony. <laughs> Next. Uh, following on from a story we um, hopefully uh, said last week about Knights of the Old Republic, because I think uh, Oodle's got a bit upset over this. It's apparently the remake is still being worked on. Oh, I can't handle this. Back and forth. <laughs> uh, it's not fair, my little art. Jason Schreer, I think, reported perhaps. Oh, I could be wrong with my source, but forgive me. Um, they, apparently somebody says they can't say whether the remake will ever actually come out, but two people from Sabre Interactive... Tell, told him that they're still working on it. Two people are working on it. No, two people have to- told the reporter that they're All working right. on it. We've got these lads, could take them 15 years. <laughs> Steve and uh, Jim. Yeah, they'll be all right, these two. They're in the broom cupboard at the end of the hall. I don't want to hear about this game anymore unless it's confirmed that it's coming out. Take it off all news articles unless it's confirmed that it's coming out because it hurts, mate. It's not nice. Julie okay. noted? <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> Speaking of delays, Next. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2. Uh, instead of coming out in winter 23, it's now targeted for the second half of 2024. Um, as usual, the reason for the delay wasn't provided, except that it will provide the time needed to properly polish the game and blah, 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 blah. Kind of gutted, gutted at that. I was I was looking forward to that. But- nah, I've got loads of other stuff to play, so... Delay, delay, delay. That's what I said. I didn't know the first one came out. Do you think it's also something to do with the fact that there's a film coming out at some point? Although I feel like that's a lot further in the future. Is there a space marine film? Cap- no, no, no. I that, think so. That's a TV series he's working on. Oh, okay. That'll be that'll be years in the making. No, I think this mm. is. Yeah. I mean, the, all the videos and stuff that was coming out earlier this year, Space Marine Two, it looked fucking banging. Um, These are the blue great. lads with the shoulder pads, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I've got no interest in the law. The game just looks mint. The game looks mint, and I, th- <laughs> and I think possibly one of the reasons they're delaying it will be because they're aiming for that kind of because it's the ty- the, the tyranid enemies. They're kind of they're kind of like locusts, so they're trying to do that horde enemy thing that Days Gone promised and kind of didn't deliver very well. How dare you? Well, I'm not I'm not saying Days Gone was bad. I'm saying that all the Days Gone media ahead of it was like shooting into these hordes, 
And you have to complete like, the game to get to the hearts. Yeah, there's like five of them in the game. Whereas like this is like yeah. you're facing off against untooled numbers of enemies. So I think they want to try and make that work fine. So I'm happy for them to delay it, but I was a little bit disappointed because I was hoping to play it this year. And it's been a long way since the first game. I had the first game on the fucking 360. Really? Is that how long it's been? Too many other games. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no one ever expected a second Space Marine game to come out. I don't, do they make money, these Warhammer games? Obviously make enough to keep them, keep selling them and keep making them. There are variations loads, as well. There's loads, there's loads yeah. from every genre. There's a game from Warhammer, isn't there? It's the, must um, be a cheap IP to own. I think it's because Games Workshop themselves... Um, are involved like in the develop. Well, no, they're involved in the development. So I think they yeah, fund a lot of it. And plus, I mean, if you actually buy Warhammer fig- uh, minifigs, they charge a lot for it. They are a rich mm. company. How oh, do they? Oh, right. Yeah, like thirty. It's foot- incredible, th- really, that the 30- shops still exist. In yeah. just you'll see them in normal shopping malls. Like with the amount of shops that have closed down, still Warhammer's going. Are they then black shops with the tables? <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, nerds well, really stood around. outside going, no! Smell them before you see them. <laughs> Fucking paying, pay, paying 30 quid for like eight small figurines that you have to build and paint yourself. What? Oh, yeah, it's really expensive to play Warhammer. Mate, I get I get pre-painted robots that I just clip together without any glue for 13 quid. Beautiful. I know. Beautiful. Beautiful. But it's good to have an obby, isn't it? Next. It's good to have an obby. Uh, Ubisoft says in-game ads in old Assassin's Creed titles were down to a technical error. Video footage has been circulating on social media, which is apparently showing an advertising test in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the 2018 Greek adventure. The gameplay clip clearly shows the player opening their map before being greeted by a banner for latest title Assassin's Creed Mirage, Black Friday sale. When cancelled, the map loads as normal. This is what? not a technical error. They wanted to try this. That's not this. a technical error. Mm. People just yeah. kicked off. I remember when I was playing Odyssey and uh, Valhalla was coming out and it was all over Odyssey. All over it. Every time you clicked on something, it was like, you know, it's coming out. It's coming out. They've done this before. <laughs> yeah. But in a similar vein, I went to load up um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 the other day and they've just updated uh... the... the the game itself because three is out and they've now turned that game into a hub so when you load it up it's all modern warfare three buy this get this pay for this do this and then it unstalled Piggy. all my Piggy. multiplayer more hacks. on that was, later Trust me. i was so hacked off because i couldn't even play the game i wanted to play i had to reinstall the maps which they uninstalled i thought it was a bit naughty it is naughty naughty boys but yeah i did it this is this is this is not an error this is just shit marketing and they've been yep. rumbled. Yeah, they're not sorry for what they did. They're sorry they got caught. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's what I said to my kids when they've nicked chocolate out of the fridge. Next. Uh, Life is Strange has crossed hella impressive 20 million player mark. Developer Don't Nod, formerly known as Don't Nod Entertainment, um, rose to prominence with 2015's angsty tale of teenage time travel. Life is Strange. Announced today the title would go on to support multiple sequels has crossed the hella good 20 million player mark. What do you mean? Uh, this is important. What are you saying hella good? I, I, I wish to petition for Biggie to never say hella good ever again. What is he <laughs> saying? What, what does that mean? Uh, it's from the game. It's from the game. It means really good. It's one of the ki- one of the characters says that's hella I good. I played that game. I played that first one. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Sorry, I didn't know you were trying to be cool, mate. I interrupted you. Hello, right. 
<laughs> that's good on them that's good I know, I know there's a massive um, there's a massive community of people that love those games and they do push the envelope with a lot of the, the social stuff they want to they want to say and stuff and I, I like Don't Nod they did Vampire I really like Vampire that's a good game of theirs and yeah I've good luck the demo of Life is Strange to the team yeah. <laughs> it's great news next Life is Strange doesn't seem the old type of game, Biggie. Probably not. Do I get to shoot no people in it? No guns in it. No. No. Damn it. Go talk no about your feelings a lot. <laughs> I love a teenage angsty game. I have feelings. It's not as, it's not as, ba- as bad as I'm, I'm making out. That first se- season I played it, there's some moments that I thought, oh, wow, this is well written. It's not that bad. Not that bad at all. Some people adore it, though. Next. I love it. <laughs> uh, Rockstar's OGs compel former GTA developer to fall Paul insightful blog. Um, this uh, former games uh, Rockstar Games technical director, I think he's Obi Vermeij. One uh, He reflected on his time at the studio as well as revealing lots of gamer tidbits to the audience. For example, we learned the long. Uh, the sorry, I'll start again. We uh, learned the fate of long-lost PS3 exclusive Agent in just a few short paragraphs, a game that had been reported on for over a decade, which had no information. But he got told off by Rockstar for revealing far too much, and he's pulled it. I've never heard of that. uh, He went on to say, I got an email from Rockstar North. Apparently some of the OGs there are upset by my blog. I generally didn't think anyone would mind me talking about 20-year-old games, but I was wrong. Something about ruining the Rockstar's mystique or something. Anyway, this blog isn't important enough for me to piss off my four my colleagues in Edinburgh, so I'm winding it down. I'll maybe just leave a few articles with anecdotes that don't affect anyone but me. I'd love for Rockstar to open up about the development of the trilogy themselves, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. He will try again in a decade or two. Huh. Fascinating. I didn't know there was a game called Agent. Yeah, it was... I remember report- that. It was. I remember oh, being reported I weren't playing yeah, games then, mate. That was, that was the, the moment when I weren't playing games. Yeah, there was oh. a, there was a lot of kind of media interest and hype around it. Never anything shown, but it was like oh, announced. Right. So you never then, saw anything. No, I never saw anything apart from just like a logo. Um, I think a lot of people oh. thought it'd be like uh, James Bond crossed with maybe Hitman or something like that. You know? Yeah, it was supposed to be like on a much smaller scale than GTA. But what about like Alpha Protocol, that were a spy game, weren't it? Yeah, but I think you know with that rock star sense of humor and sense of style. Well, good on him for getting in trouble, I suppose. Next. Well, speaking of GTA, uh, five, Michael, actor. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Stop. Five, Michael, actor. That was a really <laughs> weird way of saying that. It really was. <laughs> GTA five, Michael, actor, Ned Luke, got spotted while playing on a Thanksgiving stream. Ned Luke, the actor behind the GTA five main character, Michael DeSanta, uh, was spotted whilst he was doing the live stream. Um, it ended abruptly as sirens were heard in the background as he received a call warning them that the police were outside. He went, oh, nice, he said. All right, I've got to go. Now these assholes have spotted my house. Hours later, with the incident apparently resolved, Luke posted on social media to respond to fans concerned that GTA 5 itself had leaked the actor's <laughs> location via his IP address. Yeah, yeah. That's mental. Why would people do that to someone, though? It's because dangerous. Because people that are dickheads. so often. Yeah. Yeah, but you you worry about those some some really like hothead police people. They'll just shoot first. Well it's happened. Like, that yeah. exact thing has happened. Yeah. 
That's awful. It's very fucking dangerous that you can't be doing it. People that ring it, I know know you can ring anonymously now and stuff like that, but that's awful. You shouldn't be doing shit like that, guys. Oh, no, the police are outside my house. (laughs) Oh, no, they're doing it to me. That's just West Yorkshire. I'm going to get tasered (laughs) to death. (laughs) Tune in for our live stream. (laughs) <laughs> I'll be, be on ground. I'll be on ground. Oh, turn it up! Turn it up! <laughs> Blast me again! Oh dear, that's awful though. That's horrible. Next, uh, Tekken Eight PC requirements have been announced. Um, it requires 100 gigabytes available storage space. Uh, developer Bandai Namco has listed 16 gigabyte of RAM is recommended as its memory requirement. Uh, which is uh, twice that of Mortal Kombat's uh, one's memory recommendations. It's set to yeah. launch next year in January. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah boy. Twenty fifth of January. Wait. PS5 game this all over them. Not yeah. Yep, yep. Day one. Can't wait yeah. to see someone get thrown into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Steve just wants to know what happens to the sl- to the story. <laughs> he needs to know what's going on. Is Hayashi Mishima actually dead? Is he dead this time? <laughs> Somehow, Heihachi has returned. <laughs> Will it end with Yinkazama is dead? Oh, no. Who knows? Who knows? Oh. Look, looking, at, looking at the minimum recommended specs on Steam, it actually doesn't seem to be asking too much of anything. Like It looks uh, gorgeous, though, on the like videos. 100 gigabyte of space, that's kind of par for the course for a lot of high-end games these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, the gra- I mean, the graphics cards, I mean... I mean, Stig, your, your your PC will happily handle it if you if you do decide to play it on PC. It's like, getting it's on not PlayStation. No, no, no I know you're getting it on PlayStation, but I'm 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 saying like it's not it's not ridiculous what it's asking for. Who the fuck's buying fighting games on PC? Yeah, Pe- people who like lag and being hacked. Yeah, dingbats <laughs> and swatted. I don't play that shit online. I'm 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 in it for the Mishima uh, <laughs> <sorry>, law. <laughs> I want to know who's going Next. to take over the G Corporation. Could it be you, Stig? Also, this is this this is encouraging. Just it says on additional notes on the requirements. Well, like on on the minimum one, stable sixty frames a second is guaranteed and selected under the graphics setting by default when the game is launched for the first time. So that's always nice to see. Mm-hmm. They're not only aiming for it; they're guaranteeing it. Well, I've thrown my child off a cliff in preparation. So yeah, yeah, I might do that. Which one, the big one or the little one? Eldest. It's always the eldest. Always the eldest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the heir to the throne, isn't it? Yeah. And then the, the, they'll fly out with wings. And then you've got a, then you've got a backup <laughs> if you ever need to throw anyone else into a volcano. Yeah, Callie's my Lee. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a niche joke. <laughs> oh, I am really, I'm really looking forward to Tekken. Really. I've, I've missed it. I've been playing a bit of Seven this week. Oh. Next. Over to the world of film and TV. There's been a lot of announcements around James Gunn's Superman legacy. We now have David Curran Sweat as uh, Clark Kent Superman, who looks basically the same as Henry Cavill. No, he doesn't. He does. No, he doesn't. He looks like Superman. Like... <laughs> yeah, he does look He does look like Superman. He doesn't look like Henry Cavill. I thought no. he did. No. Uh, Rachel um, Brosnan as Lois Lane. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, Sarah Sampiao as um, oh Eve Tessmacher, Tessmacher, Tessmacher. So just it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Uh, Skyler Gizondo as Jimmy Olsen. That's Jimmy good. Olsen. That's, that's good casting. Like that's he was in um, uh, 
fucking hell. The Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita diet. Um, and yeah, that's that's great casting for Jimmy Olsen. That's cool. Anybody else? Who's playing crypto? Um, Eddie Gathigi as Michael Hopps, Mr. Terrific. Good. Um, Maria Gabriella DeFaria as the engineer. Nathan Fillion nice. as Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. Oh, what? You're having some Guy Gardner? Let's go. Uh, Isabella Merced or Merced as Hawk Girl and Anthony Carrigan as Metamorpho. Metamorpho as I live and breathe. Is anyone else ever so slightly disappointed that that, that they haven't got Ryan Reynolds playing Green Lantern just for the just for the Duke? Oh, <laughs> um, that's Hal right? Jordan though, different type of guy. He's know, dead as well. Deadpool killed him off. He did, yeah. Shot him. I would just like I would just like some random kind of multiverse <clears throat> thing where just Ryan Reynolds walks on and walks off. What I like about this is that it's clearly not an origin story. Can't be, can it? You don't, you don't, you don't throw all those people into that into the film if you're going for an origin story. It's like, now we've done that, we've seen that, we don't need to see that. This is a Superman story. We've got all these other characters in. Not all of them are going to be major players. He's already said that. It's not going to be also part of any new Justice League or team up. They're just going to be part of the film. It's not leading towards all of these people teaming up in the super film. So, and to be fair, based on his track record with superhero and comic book characters, I'm, <laughs> I think it's going to be good. What's it? Is it based on? Uh, work. Is it actually based on a, a comic, the Legacy part? No. I haven't read it. So no. I don't know. No. Okay. His legacy implies as well. something much bigger, doesn't it? He also just likes really random, offbeat, C list, Z list, like yeah, comic book does. characters. Ratcatcher. Yeah, he two. Ratcatcher two. Yeah, Not exactly. <laughs> he likes taking all these random characters Weasel. and making something about them. So, yeah, I reckon it'll be good. Let's remember, guys. Peacemaker's never had his own book. <laughs> Quicker we can get away from the Snyderverse, the better. To be honest. I saw the uh, uh, final Aquaman trailer in the cinema today. It looks fucking shit. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry, though. We've got Snyder's new universe to look forward to this Christmas. Oh, yeah, Rebel Moon. <laughs> Star Wars 3 or whatever it's called. <laughs> Don't, act like, Don't act like we won't be watching that on Christmas Day, Oodles. Day one. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up. You're not opening your presents till we've finished this. <laughs> the long R-rated version. No, it's two versions of that film are coming out. And I'm watching the long one first. Yeah, there's a longer adult version and there's a, a more family-friendly version. Sit down. I'm not putting the turkey in yet. <laughs> Stop crying. Can't I can't wait. hear it. Rebel Moon Part 1. That's not going to be shouting. <laughs> and a rebel moon in a pear tree. <laughs> what a treat for everyone. Next. Uh, Dave Filoni has become the chief creative officer of Lucasfilm. He will now work more directly with Kathleen Kennedy to oversee the next generation of Star Wars shows and movies. Good. Everyone says that his stuff's good. I've not watched all of the animated stuff, but the live action stuff he's had a hand in has been decent. And I actually think they're probably going to quietly try and push Kathleen Kennedy out. Seems to be it seems to be well, a way to go. Quietly, like sit down mm. on this chair, Kathleen. Like we're near the stairs. No, by employing <laughs> someone <laughs> to be her. Yeah, to employ employing someone to be her equal, and then just yes, put, it does sound like that, doesn't it? Yeah, she's made a lot of mistakes. 
fuck it, you're not telling you're not fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kidding. Wow. Do you yeah. think he's just the there ne- to go? The next ah, generation ah, of Skywalker. Every idea films. she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, Candy. It's just like let me have a look let me have a look once over on that and then just in the Schools. shredder. Yeah. <laughs> the rubber Some, somehow Luke Skywalker has returned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Next, poor Star Wars. Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio uh, will reprise their roles together for a new Karate Kid movie. It will be released in December 13, 2024. Together? They've never done that together. I would say they? the, the two different generations Not of Karate Kid films. Yeah, but yeah, they're reprised. Well, as well. Right, it says reprise their roles together for a new Karate Kid movie. So. Yeah. So they're basically bringing both Karate Kid yeah. films into the same universe. And um, I've read that the Cobra Kai people are having a bit of a hand in it as well. It's going to be interesting. So wasn't um, Jackie Chan Mr. Miyagi in the nope. one? Wasn't he, he in the, the one with um, Will Smith. Smith's kid? Yeah. He wasn't called Miyagi. He was. Oh, okay. He was Mr. Yeah, he was. Character. He's Chinese in that. He's not Japanese. He was a Miyagi character, like style character, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he wasn't called Miyagi. Let me have a look. Um, it's in China, that, that Karate Kid. And it's Kung Fu, kung f- like you said. Kung Fu, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was called kid. Mr. Miyagi, though, but maybe I'm misremembering. Um, no. No, yeah, he's got not Miyagi. I've got it here, I've got it here. It's Kung Fu, why is it called Karate Kid? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. stupid, it's a name. No, he was called Mr. Han. Uh, Knew okay. it, because it's right. in China. <laughs> Don't come at me I'm when it comes to Karate Kid book, law. <laughs> when are they going to bring back Jaden Smith? No. Please no. don't. <laughs> that family's gone through enough this year, Gadget. Leave them alone. They should bring Will Smith in with his backhander. <laughs> <laughs> what martial art is that? Set it in space. Call it After Earth 2. <laughs> Next. Disney is no longer set to release The Bike Riders. New Regency was looking for a new distribution partner for the films, considering all release possibilities, including a streaming release. But now Focus Features has acquired distribution for the the movie. What the fuck's The Bike Riders? I should... That, I should sorry, Cammy. It's, it's, um, it's got um, the guy from... The guy that played Elvis and a bunch of famous people as uh, outlaw bikers. It looks really good. Tom Hardy as well. I sent you, oh, I sent you the just, trailer for it. Yeah, yeah, I think I did that. I think I like the look of this trailer. Yeah, Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, and the Scouse. Oh, Butler, What's that Scouse one called? The, the last... Uh, she was in Killing Eve. Jodie Comer. Isn't she a Jodie? Yeah, Jodie Comer. She's Scouse. Yeah, that's why, that's why I said she's Scouse. One of, she's one of <laughs> Yeah, it's um, the same to me. But yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah, I think I think you did show me, and I think I did say it looked good. So yeah, randomly out, Disney decided out. they just dropped it. We don't like really motorbikes weird. anymore. Yeah, it's a really weird thing to do. The film was done. Right. Said so that's a Batgirl, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they Next. were looking to try and write it off as a tax write off, yeah. but, someone, but someone else has picked it up. Yeah. Next. Makoto Shinkai's Your Name and Weathering With You will be premiering on the, um, I think it's Channel 4. Uh, yes. Something's been edited out of here. Um, on Thursday the 14th and Friday the 15th of December, respectively. Get them watched. At least one of them. Get Not your name watched. Well. No, it's going to uh, catch up. 
Ugh. So you can watch it on 4 or D. Or oh, all yeah, 4 or whatever brand, it's yeah. called these days. I've seen them anyway. I've seen them anyway. More 4. What's your name? Your name is incredible. I didn't get on with Weathering with you as much, but I know a lot of other people did enjoy it. The animation and the music's great, but the story was a bit meh. Yeah, your name, your name's sensational. Your name's incredible. Uh, yeah, get watch that, and then watch uh, Susan May because that's also great. Oh yeah, maybe saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No Blu-ray yeah. release of that yet. It's weird. Uh, Squid Game: The Challenge. Players want compensation over injuries. Contestants on Netflix's Squid Game, the challenge, seeking compensation, allegedly suffered on the show. Lawyers have said Express Solicitors is representing two players who said it suffered injuries such as hypothermia and nerve damage. Players competed for a $4.56 million prize on the spin-off show, which is, of course, based on the South Korean drama. Show spokesman said in a statement, we take the welfare of our contestants extremely seriously. Studio Lambert, the company who co-produced the show for Netflix, has also been contacted for a comment. Uh, solicitors have claimed the unnamed contestants suffered the injuries when they had to stay motionless for hours in cold temperatures while filming. I bet the fucking yeah. Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> they never watched Takeshi's Castle, did they? No, they don't I'm, know what I'm suffering right. is. When you sign up for Squid Game, I'm pretty sure every person that signed up for this the challenge has seen the series Squid Game. Lucky they're not killing you, mate. Yeah, no one, no one sued anyone. I'd on have that fucking show. shot them dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think you they signed sh- up for this. I think they shoot them with paintball guns, you know, in that red light, green light. Do they- <laughs> <laughs> I think they shoot them with like great, in the that. chest with a paintball gun. I do it in face. <laughs> I'm blind, well, man. I'm blind. Don't joke about that. It's still traumatized up here. <laughs> It weren't called Zamo, were it? PJ and Duncan, weren't it? Yeah, yeah PJ yeah. and Duncan. Zamo's from other one. Whatever that fucking <laughs> Grange Hill. <laughs> Not bike a groove. I yeah. bet there's a statue in Newcastle. <laughs> PJ and Duncan going, oh, blind man! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see, pet! Someone had graffitied it on a wall at one point. It got painted over. <laughs> Why would you paint over that art? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, it led it- him to drink that. The, <laughs> I, I guess the question is why would you want to go on something called Squid Game, the challenge? Having seen the show, it doesn't seem yeah. you will get injured. Money. Yeah, it does, doesn't seem uh, money is money, but it doesn't seem like the most pleasant of experiences. Like at least Takeshi's Castle, they make it look fun. Yeah, and they're doing that for honor. I mean, they are doing it for money. Just no one wins. <laughs> yeah. I reckon there's, there'll be loads of stuff in the contract and clauses saying any injury sustained from this is your own fault. I also reckon most of it's probably fake and yeah. dramatised. I can't see this going anywhere, to be honest. It's just oh, it people, won't go anywhere. It, it's people who got knocked out looking for a payout, in it. Yeah, because they've probably quit the jobs to go on it. Yeah, something like that. Now they're like, shit, I can't get work. Got knocked out in the first round. Or what? You know, fucking hell, I'll just sue him. Licking them, licking them cookies, going, I can't lick it hard enough. I can't lick it hard enough. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Next. Mark Hamill says he's done playing the Joker. He won't voice the role unless it's opposite Kevin Conroy's Batman. Have a fucking job there, then. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. He's not joking. <laughs> oh. Uh. I thought we already knew this, though. Didn't he say that around the time that, well, just after he died? Good luck. I thought he'd come yeah. out to say that already. 
Can someone get me a necromancer? <laughs> a good one. Just um, these new Jokers. Troy Baker's Jokers, all right. I thought he was good as well. Yeah. John yeah. DiMaggio's Joker was pretty good. Yeah, he's John good DiMaggio's well. Joker's good. Yeah. And Mark Hamill's Le- <laughs> joke is not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark Hamill's is like iconic, but yeah, if it's had its time, and also yeah, it just kind of them two go hand in hand. So fortunately, it's, it's like Christian Bale saying, "I'm never going to be Batman unless I can play against Heath Ledger's Joker again." It's like, yeah, yeah? it's never going to happen, then, pal. <laughs> The thing, the thing is, well, a lot of modern interpretations of the Joker just kind of crib off Mark Hamill's version anyway. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like yeah. Troy Baker's one especially. I think John DiMaggio's one's yeah. a bit more sinister. Um, yeah, none of them copied um, Cesar Romero's, did they, from the original um, show? <laughs> that was super camp. Yeah, Jerry Blake's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so good. I do love that uh, Romero. I do love Cesar Romero's. Yeah. So I think good. Um, so good. I love the fact that he never he refused to shave his mustache. Shave his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over it. I think Mark, Mark Hamill did base a lot on Caesar Romero. I think he, he tried to marry Caesar Romero and um, Jack Nicholson together. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, Nicholson in there in the uh, animated one. There's definitely Nicholson in it. That's yeah. all just come to Netflix as well, actually. This week. It has. Yeah, I, I've never. Fantastic. I've never seen it all. So oh, I might so good. So Watch Heart of Ice. I think once I've finished with my uh, current gym watch, I might move on. That might be my. Uh, it's such a good show in the machines. It's great. It's great. I didn't. I didn't. Nowhere in day as well. Just I didn't have time to watch a watch a full episode the other day, but I put on the intro just to listen to it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm ten again." That was it's so Danny Elfman, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's Danny Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. You've never seen animated series as well, Biggie. Nope. <sighs> I don't know why, I'm, because... The, the, you've not seen that, Mask of the Phantasm, the film as well? No, I've not seen that either. I need to watch Fucking that. Fucking hell! I, I think, think, think it came out when I was seen that he hasn't <laughs> But I like, around that time, I was watching all the Marvel stuff. The Marvel cartoons. Yeah, what? The fucking Iron Man one? No, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, uh, X-Men. X-Men, yeah. Yeah. I was watching it all. Yeah, they were good. I was watching it all as well. I, just, I don't know why I never watched... Batman, I, whether it was just on at a time that I didn't realise or whether that's Saturday morning. I just, I don't know why. It's right on my street, but okay. It's there I, for you now, mate. It's, it's really sure catch up with it. It aged really well, actually. It has. Yeah. It has. And then they did the Superman animated series after that, same guys, and that's really good as well. well and then they did the Justice League one, and that's not very good. <laughs> it's just certainly better than the new Adventures of Superman with Dean Cain. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there were some moments in that that were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch that on and off. No, <laughs> I will watch it. I shall pick it up once I finish with Vinland Saga. Good man. Once, good once man. I can't wait till you watch Heart of Ice. It's probably the best animated episode of anything ever. Sad ever. Not, you should watch Vinland Saga. It's great. Yes. The Vikings. It's Next. Fucking, it's great. I know. Over to the world of books. George R.R. R. Martin says he's written 1,100 pages of The Winds of Winter, which is about the same amount of pages that are written as of December 2022. <laughs> he says, <laughs> he says, I'm struggling with it. It's a big mother of a book. Maybe I should have started writing smaller books when I began. It's tough. So what he's saying is he hasn't written a damn thing in a year. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Brandon Sanderson's written like six books of an epic ten book. <laughs> Not to destroy Probably. someone's artistry and stuff like that, but John Scalzi's got three books out this year. Yeah. There must be some ghostwriters that have studied 
Aramatin's technique and style, and they could finish it for him. Someone's have to because he's going to die before he finishes it. You can get fucking the James S. A. Corey to finish it. That that's fucking that's the pen name of yeah. um, of Martin's assistant. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. That there's, I mean, even Stephen King's admitted that some other people wrote his books in certain parts of his life, but he had the final say and the final draft cooking. on it. Yeah, we know what yeah, parts you the, mean. <laughs> yeah, he have had the seen, final draft of it and he he, he approved it. So why can't they just have do that? Have you seen? Um, there's an interview with George R. R. Martin and Stephen King where they're interviewing mm. each other and talking to each other. And he's like, how'd you yeah. write? And he's like, and Stephen King's just like, I aim to make sure. Words a day. He's like, I'll make sure I do, like, my task, day, task this day is right. I want to write 10 pages. I'll do my 10 pages and I'll stop. I'll do that and I'll stop yeah. and I'll do that. And it's just like, he gives himself a target and he goes and does it. And then he'll then he'll obviously work back through it afterwards to make sure it's, you yeah. know, it removes stuff and edit, ed, edit it after. But and That's I'm like, how you bring out a book a year. I don't know what he's doing. He keeps doing all his fucking side projects. Write your fucking book. The book that no one cares about anymore because the end of the series was so shit. <laughs> give us a better ending, please. Just give us a better ending. I still think when that comes out, if that'll still sell bucket loads. It will, but... Of course it will. Do you think it's become, it's become the um, Chinese democracy of books? You know, that, that, the Goods and Roses album? Could well have been. It, it, it is now that. It's bigger than that. There's, just, there's, there's, there's also Scott Lynch and Patrick Rothfuss trying to do the same thing as well. Stop it. Ah. <laughs> They're not three authors just frozen. (laughs) This is why I this is why it's I'm sticking to series that are finished now. I'm gonna work my way back I'm working my way back through series that actually have endings. (laughs) Start reading One Piece, mate. (laughs) That's never gonna end. (laughs) It will survive you. (laughs) We'll survive the heat death of the universe. Did he find the One Piece in the end? We'll never know. Stay tuned for more Game of Thrones updates in six months. I actually yeah. think I'm I'm still working on my theory that he's trying to get it all done and finished and just so he can just say, right, here's this Shadow book. Shadow drop. Here's this book. It's edited Do what you and done. And then I'm going to drop the next book like a year later. It's fucking gone done. I think he just wants yeah. to get it all, all the way. Probably I, think he's, I think he's lying, basically. Because he just wants to finish it all, and also he has to change the ending. Because if he's if that's the ending, and that's the ending he gave to the showrunners, he needs to fucking change the ending. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that is not right. who so needs. Let's, let, that's let, not let's who make, needs to be sitting on the fucking throne. I'm telling you that. Let's make a little. But he a had little, the best story. Bit. Do we think we will get worst one? The worst story. <laughs> I hated every single one of his. Every time it came up with his name as a, cha- you know, they have the names as the chapter yeah. headings, don't they? Every time it came up as him, I was like, oh fuck's sake! It's boring in the book. You, it's boring in the show. Do you think we will get the next Game of Thrones book before the next generation of games consoles? We're halfway f- through a generation now, yeah. are we? What comes first? <laughs> PS the PS6 or the next or, or the next the Game Winds of, of Winter. Book. Yeah, Winds of Winter, that's it. How do we reckon? Let's say it now, let's say it. does this podcast continue will I, we still exist by the time that book comes out? I'm going with or will we've all fallen out and splintered off into his own podcast. The tattoo well, podcast I'm dead. and and the ship forecast podcast from Biggie. <laughs> I'll go with Winds of Winter. I've got faith. I don't know why. I, I think PS6. I think PS6 too. <laughs> I think he'll die before then. 
<laughs> yeah, but that means it'll pass on someone like Brandon Sanderson, who'll just fucking yeah, bosh, bosh it just out it in out. a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whip it out and be like, oh yeah, yeah, he stabbed his auntie, and uh, yeah, and uh, they like, in the wheelchair. Be like, I've read, I've read, the, I've read the cliff notes. <laughs> I've got, re- I've scrapped everything he wrote. Here's the ending. Yeah, yeah I'll be yeah. dead before either come out and Planty replaces me. The dream, mate. Well, he's, he's replacing you before he's dead, mate. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going once over on his right to work um, document and his uh, CV at the moment. Just going through that, aren't we, guys? We're just going through the final details. Yeah, we're just, we're just, wait, we're just waiting on his uh, news song sample <laughs> and his references. We need his references from other shows. <laughs> They're not picking up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Finally, over to the world, weird web, and uh, yeah, strap in for this one. Did you say that different today? Mm, you did. I did. The wrong order. Yeah. The world, world, weird web. <laughs> right, Yoda. I'm that's, what, that's what that's what you get in the world weird web. You don't know if it's weird world yeah. web, weird web, web. Or the web of the weird world. Uh, Netflix director lost millions gambling the show's this budget on stocks instead of making a new series. Director what? Carl Rinch hit the big time when he signed a deal with Netflix. Back in 2018, when streamers like Netflix and Amazon Prime were scrambling to find content to keep up with the demand from customers, Rinch pitched the rights to a sci-fi series that he'd started a script for. Initially, Amazon bagged an informal deal with a hardly known director for an eight-figure sum. But before any papers could be signed, Netflix swooped in and ended up agreeing a huge $61.2 million deal with Rinch for the series to become Conquest. The streamer said it would pay the director in several instalments, and by 2020, it had sent Rinch $44.3 million of the multi-million dollar budget, but said he needed more. According to the New York Times, at the time of this request, the director had missed several production milestones and was togged in between the two versions of the script. Netflix then wired Rinch's production company $11 million, then $10.5 million of which he reportedly transferred to a personal brokerage account. He then proceeded to place millions of dollars on risky stock bets, including a wager on the biotech firm Gilead Sciences. Oh, Gilead. Sorry, Gilead Sciences. Gilead. Oh, Gilead, sorry. Thank you. One of the nights of the round table. Oh, of course, yeah. Within weeks... <laughs> I, was, I was at that table as well. Within weeks, Rinch had lost $5.9 million dollars on sorry. unsuccessful stocks. Give the remaining money Bible. he transferred over. That's it. Rinch moved more than $4 million from his Schwab. What the fuck is that account? Schwab. Schwab. <laughs> Schwab. <laughs> to of, the of, the, of the known <laughs> financial mogul, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> yeah. It's all right, Biggie. I don't understand either. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Thank you. You're all right. And he uh, moved Oof. it from that account to an account on the Kraken Exchange. What the fuck is this about? Which Arr. he then spent on Elon Musk's favoured do- <laughs> Dogecoin. This is going well, but this risk paid off when he came to sell off the cryptocurrency in 2021. He had a balance of almost $27 million. His winnings came after Netflix announced a few months prior, it would no longer be funding conquest at the time. He was told he could sell the series elsewhere but that whoever bought the rights would have to reimburse Netflix for the millions he'd already invested in the wake of its decision to stop funding for a sci-fi show. Rinch reportedly filed a lawsuit against the streamer where he claims that Netflix owes him a minimum of $14 million in damages. And Netflix has labelled this as a shakedown and has denied that it owes him any more. A fucking shakedown, not that. 
Jesus Christ. That the, is mental. The best, the best thing about this That's is... insane. The best thing is about the Zoodles is... Okay, so factor in the amount of money they've given him, okay? Yeah. Do you know, what, what? Do, 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 do you know, do you know what his <laughs> only directing credit is? Go on. 47 Ronin. <laughs> oh, the racist film. The really racist <laughs> Keanu Reeves in, uh, uh, Samurai <laughs> film. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Netflix really the only do thing just he's done. spend money on. There's nothing, nothing I love more I? than finance. I love finance. As the tightest man on the planet, I'm always focused on finance. I don't honestly think that some of these let's let's be real, white men understand the risks when it comes to stonks. I'm telling you now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Crypto Kenny would have been all it. over it. Oh, I'd have been all over it. I'd been I'd have invested. But it's when it yeah. What if you're investing a hundred quid of a little bit of pocket change? Fair enough. When it's millions, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck's risking that? That isn't and your it's money. His. It's production yeah. budget. Yeah. Oh, it's, it should be. I, I do. I, I actually, I do love the balls of him to just take Netflix's money <laughs> and just, <laughs> fuck it, just go it. gamble it. <laughs> but oh, I, I earned it back. End of day, I'll just kill myself if it goes to, it goes pear shaped. Yeah. Fuck it, what can they do? It's it's, it's absolute bollocks. <laughs> God love them though. Gotta love them. Gotta love the trying. Chances, absolute chances. Thank you very much for that news. We needed that. We needed that. It's time for the rest of the show. I'm going to start because it's the hot review that everyone's been waiting for this year. So, my internet boyfriend, Lee Davies, sent me a code, much to the chagrin of Biggie, for <laughs> the hot new game of Christmas, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Ooh. And as the resident first-person shooter expert on this podcast, I was the man to review this game. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with my journey. I redeemed the code. Oh, excellent. It came with some um, PS Plus as well. Mm, trying to rope me in, trying to rope me in. Installed the game, 100 and odd gigabytes. Okay, fair enough. Turns out that's just installed the uh, the room that, what did Biggie call the it? Hub. The, the hub. It just And then you've got to download the game separately at another 70 yep. gig. And I was like, huh, this is confusing. I don't know where I am. While I was downloading the single player, I played some multiplayer. Do you know when they say if you give a chimpanzee a typewriter in 100 hours, he'll write a masterpiece? Something like that, yeah. I, I can't play these games. <laughs> You're really not that can. chimpanzee. I am not that chimp. <laughs> I have not killed a single person on multiplayer, and I've put about five or six hours in it. I am shit. <laughs> That'd be on shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely. Do you know when you see when you see like videos of granddads playing games and they're just circling in the sky, <laughs> <laughs> shooting the sun? That's me. I don't know what it is with these. I sh- I just I think it's an anxiety thing. I just really get scared, and then bigger boys are calling me names and the nasty and the evil and the horrible and there's some words I don't like hearing as well. Just awful words like oh no, just nasty, 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 and. We we were in a we were in a a, a, um, a I don't know what you call them a battle a battle 
<laughs> we were in a battle, a match, sorry. And a girl came in. Oh, my God, they flocked around her, like flies around shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're all saying, I have a private messenger, a private messenger. Oh, my God, it's disgusting. But, yeah, I'm not here to review the multiplayer garbage. It's crap. I'm here to review the most consistently great first-person shooter, single-player campaign series probably I've played. I really like Call of Duty single-player campaigns. I always have. I never buy them brand they new. I always get them the year after. I think the, yeah, they're good I think the, produ- the production values are always fantastic. They put the heart and soul into it. It seems like they get the culture. They're not as serious as the adverts make out either. There's some levity in some of those games. Some of them are harrowing, and they do speak about the horrors of war and PTSD and mental health and stuff. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 doesn't do any of that I've just said. This is probably one of the worst games I've ever played. So, <laughs> Wow. Um, I'll start off. I completed the game. It's, two, it's only about two hours. Two isn't hours, it? 15 minutes. <laughs> start to finish. The first level is fantastic. You break it into a gulag. Do I want to spoil the plot of Call of Duty to people? There's a plot. Oh yeah. So remember the main bad guy that that, is, that this, was the main. Hang on, right? But these are remakes. Are these meant to be remakes of the original? They're like remakes, but alternative universe but remakes. I, yeah, because the the the, the, cam- the campaign for Modern Warfare Three on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty introduced price, didn't it? Was like a proper campaign. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it's yeah. it's it, it, it's it's a retelling of a similar story. Yes, the, 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 beats, the beats are very similar. The beats That's are very it. similar, I re- but I not. Remember, I remember really liking one, two, and three on the. Yeah, I did. I loved them. I know. Yeah. And, and, uh, I know. I know. This year's Makarov looks like uh, Ben Shapiro, which I'm finding incredibly fun. This is what I was about to say. So the first uh, level it's you supposed break to be a out, continuation of some events that have happened in Modern yes. Warfare two, one and two of the recent ones. Yeah. Should I say? Yes. So you, you start off. You think, oh god, I'm. I'm we're all speaking American. I must be the good guys. You break into a gulag and you're free Makarov. You're actually Russians. And they start talking Russian as soon as they see Makarov. Oh, my God. I don't understand why they were speaking English to each other over the comms. Makes no, no sense. Russian. No Russian. Russian. But, yeah, you free him, and that's a really good mission. Just quite a lot of stealth in it as well. I didn't expect that. Really didn't expect The whole game's quite stealthy. And then you, you go back to, is it Farah, the... Um, the Afghanistani lady from the last yep. game as well. She was really yep. good character. You play as her then, and you basically plonked onto a multiplayer map that I played while I was waiting for the single player to download. Yeah, about, I'm like, about half the missions in this are Warzone I was maps. Like, I was so confused. I thought, is this just the game loading? And the infinitely spawning enemies, like a deathmatch, and you've got kind of small objectives to do, like get to the crane, lower the crane, open this cage... Free the cage. I don't know. It was bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, oh, this must have been like a, a, a little loading level. And then, then the, the, the FMVs kick back in. I'm like, oh, right, here we go. Back to the story. And then you 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 come back as Price and, and Ghost and Soap and the gang. Everyone loves the gang. And and, and then, it, then it says, right, this is, what, this is one of the most important missions we've got because they all talk like this, don't they? They all talk like this, <laughs> We've got to get in there. We've got to get in there and blow up the helicopters. All right, let's go. And you skydive in. It's really cool. 
And then you plonked on another multiplayer map. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on here? There's like really big setups. And, and again, they're like open zones. It's like, tackle this as however you want. You do what you want. But the only way to do it, to tackle it, is to be quiet and stealthy. That's all you can do. There's no like, because if you alert them, the whole map will rush you. And you just can't, you can't do anything about it. Apart from like a tactical, is the thing. This is why it's still a multiplayer. Because the more enemies you kill, you get you get those. You unlock them strikes and stuff like you would on multiplayer. <laughs> so you get kill on streaks. the end. Yeah, you get that's it. Kill streaks. You get kill streaks. I'm going. What are they doing here? And then you do that. You you do. It, and then another little cutscene happens. And then you're plonked into a really good opening to another level. And you're dropped into another map, a multiplayer map. And I'm I'm. I'm just left bereft and confused because there's no, like, chatter during these maps. You're just in a multiplayer map as a single player and it's so jarring and off-putting and it's fucking shit. <laughs> there's no other way to put it. I couldn't believe if some somebody spent 70 quid for that. I mean, Lee Davis, again, my, internet, my new internet boyfriend, gave me this because he couldn't bear to waste the storage space on his new console to download this. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you love it, Biggie, you love this kind of thing, but people are complaining about the multiplayer as well. There's I've nothing new. There's no, nothing new at this, all. This was supposed to be DLC, and because this year's game got delayed, for some reason, they rushed this out. It's awful. This was supposed to be and an I played a bit of Zombies as well. Too. And Zombies is, is... We all know the Zombies mod, the hard mode and that. There's a little bit of story at the beginning and you don't see any any story at all then you know what I mean there's nothing it's just it just it feels like I didn't pay a penny for this and I feel robbed but I got in the end the last the last mission's kind of cool and there is story there in the background so it it could continue on but yeah DLC's a really good way of putting it it just feels like an expansion and it's I like these moments in there that are pivotal, you know what I mean? There's some big moments that... But it's all done in cut scenes. It's not done like like the no-Russian level, do you know what I mean? And all gilded up level, these classic levels where you're getting lore dumps and story dumps while you're, while you're doing, while you're, while you're playing. And it's, I hope it doesn't set a, a disgusting precedent for the series going forward because this is... It's just upsetting. It really... I, I wouldn't be surprised if people are like demanding refunds for this because it's just it's not on it's really really it may again activision about the worst fucking year <laughs> god it's shoddy I mean, <clears throat> the game's been going in a weird direction anyway because modern warfare one was great modern warfare two Fantastic. was really good really good fun but then they started adding all these even weirder skins into the game so you have people running around like as <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Nicki Minaj, Starlighter, Homelander, Spawn yeah, yeah, yeah. from the comic was recent. It doesn't You've suit people... its vibe, does it? No, a lot of people are running it's around in Fortnite. bunny outfits dressed like Run DMC rappers. That's and what it's, that's just what it's kinda... trying, to be, trying to be, Fortnite, and it's Fortnite. To... It is. It's so yeah. weird because the game itself is pictures like this, you know, modern warfare, you know, guns. The um, story is so an serious. The characters and, and so the confusing voice actors are, are quite doing. funny in themselves. They've got oh, some yeah. good dialogue. Captain, Captain Price is brilliant in this still, but it's just his voiceover. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a soulless lump. It's, it's just not worth the time. 
even though two two hours fifteen minutes, it's just it's really bad. And it's it I I don't like ragging on games like that because I love games as you know, and it's just it's just really disheartening. Like I, I, my son, he, I asked him if he wants to play some multiplayer because you get the PS4 version with it, and he's like, it's boring, Dad. It's boring. It's same. And he's gone back to Warzone. By the way, he downloads Warzone without your choice as well. Taking up some space, which I'm not interested in playing that. But he's just gone back to the free game. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. It just really pissed me off this week. Even though we're really lucky to get that code. And I'm thanks, Lee, for sending it me and stuff. But I feel like he's cursed me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he sent a curse my way. <laughs> I honestly think someone like you, you Biggie, that loves them, I don't think you'd have anything good to say about it either, honestly. Yeah, we're, we're holding off from getting it at the minute just because the reviews have been so poor. And the campaign's nice enough to play, but that's not why we, we have it. We, we play the multiplayer and enjoy it for that. But it's, well, this one's it's not, not nice sounding great play. so far. They really need to step back. I, I, I think it was Gadget or someone told me the other week that the next game that's coming out has been three years in development or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so it should be back to the proper quality. I um, hope so, because I really do like the, the single players. Notable, so the, so because they've smashed these all together under this Call of Duty hub, it's basically just called Call of Duty now. Yes, You've got yes. MW3, Warzone, and MW2 together. November 20... I'm looking on the Steam charts. Uh, November 2022, so when mm. Modern Warfare 2 came out, uh, 488,897 peak players. This month, 190,000 peak players. That's a drop. A big drop. It's a big drop. I, d- I don't know if it's an apology or anything like that, but they gave me Modern Warfare 2 free as well. I didn't have that game downloaded, and they gave it me. I wonder if it's just built into the hub. It's built into the hub. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you can play it. It'll ask you to purchase the Yeah, probably ask you to Oh, is that what it is? I click on it yeah. going because I really like the second one. I think it's got one of the, my favourite missions of of all the series. But if I if I clicked on it, it'd be like seventy quid, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll try and charge no, you for it. I'm sure. It's a shame. I, I, if I if put a number on it, I don't. And this is the lowest score I've ever given anything. I'd give it a one out of ten. Ooh. <laughs> no, it's three out of ten. I enjoyed, didn't it? Hmm. A lot of people are looking forward to this because they're supposed to have had the three main components of what, who makes the Call of Duty games. I can't remember which is which, but I think it was like Sledgehammer was supposed to do the campaign because they did really well with the other ones. Um, yeah. Trinity Ward or whatever they're called. Um, was supposed Infinity. To do Infinity. Ward. Infinity yeah. Ward, that's it. They were supposed to do the, the multiplayer side. So it's supposed and to be Treyarch. like the perfect package. The, the right people are doing the right elements. It but didn't work. Apparently not. Well, Infinity Ward, I always thought their campaigns were better. Infinity Ward, yeah, yeah, whichever, whoever did whichever. Infinity Ward did um, first one. Yeah, they did two. They did Call of Duty two, and then they did Modern Warfare one, two, and three. And Treyarch did uh, Call of Duty three, Black Ops, Black Ops one, two, and three, and World of War, Advanced Warfare, yeah, World of War, yeah. But the 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 um, Infinity Ward campaigns were miles better. Never long. Got, there, were, there were long campaigns as well, about ne- 10 never, hours long. Never got on with Black Ops campaign. Yeah. Uh, Advanced, War, Advanced Warfare was the first Sledgehammer game. Was it? That was when yeah. they were. I didn't like it. I, I liked it. I thought it was great. But keeping that in it. mind that a lot of the Infinity Ward team that did make those original have moved. Really good campaigns. They're not re- there anymore. Yeah, they're at yeah. respawn now. 
Yeah, exactly. Ah, well, that makes a lot of sense because uh, the last Respawn game I played was sensational. Right, that's me done. I'm just really bummed out, and I'm sorry. We shouldn't start with bummed out stuff, but I've got. I, I feel like I'm warning folk. Better than ending with it. Often. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. So, um, Candy, any better week than I've had? Um, Wake up. Well, actually, actually, oh not really. <laughs> not really. No. Um, good thing I did start. I've properly sunk my teeth into Alan Wake now, and I know we've talked about it loads. So I won't go on, on about it, but. My God, what an absolute banger. I'm probably about six, five, six-ish hours in. I played mm. a little bit of it before we were recording. And, oh, it's just incredible. It's so clever how they've done it. And it's so much more like um, gameplay-wise and um, various other mechanics of it. It's a, it's a lot more like Resident Evil, I thought. So, like, you've got the um, choosing whether to engage an enemy or try and sneak past them and the inventory system, the saving systems while finding a, 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 you know, a safe room. Oh, it's just bloody brilliant. And I think it's going to be my game of the year, but we'll see. I mean, it's still got time to shit the bed. No, well, I'm not giving anything away. It's still got time to shit the bed. Like I said, <laughs> that's the thing. It doesn't shit the bed. It gets better. <laughs> um, but the main thing I did this week was I watched a film and I watched Gran Turismo. And Why? <laughs> yeah, how can you make someone a... on this podcast had to? So glad it was well, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> not, I mean, I mean, what I mean by that is uh, uh, not me. Not, like, <laughs> I fucking love that series of games. Don't. Yeah, I'm surprised don't you didn't bother. watch it. I have watched it. Well, here's the thing: like, how how would they make a film out of a racing game, a racing simulator? I hear you cry. Well, I'll tell you. Um, it's actually based on the true story of Jan Mardenborough, who was a teenage Gran Turismo uh, player who became a professional racing car driver after winning a competition on the game. And let me tell you, it is fiercely average. It's just, it's just there. It's just an existence. Thanks so for existing. Yeah, so it stars Archie Madakwe as John, David Harbour as racing coach Jack Saltaire. That's uh, why she James- it. Well. Danny <laughs> uh, Harbour. Jimon Honsu and Jerry Halliwell as his parents and Orlando Bloom as Danny Moore, the marketing executive who pitched the idea of recruiting Gran Back Turismo up. players to Nissan. Back the fuck um- up. Back the fuck <laughs> up. Back up. Did you say Jerry Halliwell? <laughs> yeah. I caught that. <laughs> wow, I need to watch this now. There is, there, there is, oh, let me tell you. There, there is a reason for she, that. Her, her husband owns a racing team. She's way I into yeah. she's way oh, into dang. racing. I as love well. the Spice Girls. <laughs> well, don't get too excited because no, you shit in this. <laughs> she's shitting Spice Girls. <laughs> Actually, that's probably a bit of harsh. She's not shit. She's just not very good. It's just not very good. Um, there's no standout role really for any of the actors involved. And for a film starring, starring David Harbour, who's, you know, he has an ability to bring character and some light into, you know, lightheartedness into some of the characters and roles that he plays. This film takes itself very seriously um, to its detriment. Um, it's just it's just a very safe film. You know, it's a film that you've seen a hundred times before. Um, it, it hits all the beats you'd expect from a sports drama it doesn't do anything particularly new or intriguing. It has just standard, like, strained relationship with a parent who doesn't understand. It has the love interest. It has the rival that's brought his way onto the team. Sounds like fucking Rocky. Basically, but not as good. 
it's just <laughs> nothing's as good as rocket no there's an accident halfway through spoiler alert to raise the stakes basically it's something that an ai could have written um, <laughs> there's no there's no spot there's no character but at the same time it's not necessarily that bad it's not it's not good it's not great but it's not bad like if you watch it it's fine it's fine but you probably won't the racing scenes like that's obviously the the core of the action in that Do they well actually good? i was going to say this the cinematography um, good, it? during the race scenes is pretty damn good Mm. And actually, so is the sound design as well. Like, I don't know if you take much of an interest in it. I don't normally, but to me, it stood out. Mm-hmm. So for me to notice something like that is, um, it must be pretty special. I bet racing um, films are way better nowadays now that drone technology is even better yeah. than it used to be. There was a lot of drone footage. There's, there's not many footage. modern racing films. You know what I mean? Like Ford versus Ferrari, fantastic. And they did have drones and stuff, but they weren't like as sophisticated as they can go right up to window and hover to the... You know what I mean? Yeah, I bet some- yeah. Really good shots. Yeah, Does the there movie was. have any um, cafes in it? Hey, I love that about the last Gran Turismo. The cafes. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any cafes. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to be too much of a downer on it because, like, you know, it's it, there's not much to really pick fault at. It's just there's no kind of nothing stand out about it. Um, I didn't realise till afterwards it was directed by Neil Blomkamp. No so, fucking way. Yeah, yeah, and actually, like in hindsight, looking back, you can definitely tell like it's got that kind of um, greeny blue, like really gritty sort of filter that he likes to use. He gets real close on people's faces, and they look all kind of gnarled up and everything. It doesn't have well, any the prawns of those vis- running around and stuff. There's like no that. prawns. There's no viscerally <laughs> gory <laughs> moments. No. Um, but yeah, for a film that could have been really, really exciting and funny, somehow managed to make a film about cars going at 300 kilometres an hour, quite dull. Ah, shit, wow. then, isn't it? That's an yeah. achievement. I mean, the you'd good news is... You'd think they'd drop it for free on, like, PlayStation, wouldn't you? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they will, seeing as they're adding more films and stuff, I'm sure they probably will. Yeah. It basically is, like, PlayStation advert the film. Have they all got DualSense controllers in their hand and stuff? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of PS5s I, I bet all around. the hoarding around the racetracks is, like, Sony and PlayStation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not an Xbox in sight. Nope. What, what's an Xbox? Not that exactly. doesn't exist in this world. Exactly. But yeah, it's all right. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! Well, Sorry right about that week. shining review. Shite week. <laughs> well, now none oh, of you need to watch it. So actually, there's only one man I feel like that can bring joy to this. Um, just horror, uh, Stig, the most positive man I know. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Mm. No, no, actually, no. <laughs> actually, no, I've had a good week. The last few days. Yes. Um, first off, just want to mention, uh, since I watched The Killer the other week, we've had a, quite a bit of dis- discord in our discord about... <gasps> uh, you did it! ...about oh, David Fincher. And Mank was the only film that I have not watched in his... Uh, his work, so I watched it this week. I just thought, started it last night, decided to watch it. So, um, and? I really liked it. <laughs> yes, you did because yeah. you've, got, you've got taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not one of his best, it's not one of his worst. It's, it's no, very much no. in the middle for me, but that's very good for a David Finch film. It's, um, I just really liked the story itself, is kind of eh, fake, <laughs> yeah, but like you kind of watch the film and then you come away with it being all like. So what? Yeah. 
Yeah. But everything else... There's nothing... It doesn't add to anything, does yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't read? add to it. It's not like it was, this was some kind of legendary story... It's not profound, is it? ...behind <laughs> the works of um, Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't add anything to that. It doesn't just add, a love story. It adds anything to the experience <laughs> of seeing Citizen Kane. It just... It's just the way this the film is done. It is filmed mm. in a way that makes it look like it's from its time. So yeah. it's obviously set in the 30s and... Bar obviously having like looking, you know, modern cameras and stuff like that. It's black and white. The sound design is done as in stage, you know, like it's on a stage set. It's it very much sounds like it's made from that, that era. It looks like that it's from that era in places. There's background scenes which are clearly not real. It's like a sound yep. stage and everything like that. So I actually absolutely loved that. I loved its presentation, loved its cinematography. Directing yep. all the performances are brilliant. The, the score, the, the uh, sound design, everything is fantastic, and that's what I like about it. Um, just the story itself is, eh. it's blase in it. Yeah. So still, yeah, I still think people should watch it if they if they love cinema. Yeah, I've now completed David Fincher. Completed him to the club. Because <laughs> I, I I didn't mention, but I watched Killer as well, and uh, Stig, I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> Looks it's great, just but it's a lot of nothing. It's a bit boring, isn't it? Overall, yeah. I've yeah. completed them as well. Me and Stig have platinum Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> I'd stick this in between for me. Uh, What's it? One, two, three, four, five, six. My seventh film for him from him. Between That's the, good. Between the game and the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh yeah, solid. So I never really got Dang, on with that. That was a great film. No, I didn't. I didn't get on with the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The original, though. Oof. Yeah, original was better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got the. I bought all them from CX for like fifty p each. <gasps> Have you not watched them? I haven't watched them. They sat on my DVD shelf for years. <laughs> I'll watch them in the grease. That's going to be a treat. Oh, there we go. I'll get them watched soon. Then talk about them soon. Uh, the other one is I want to quickly mention is uh, right after Kate came home from work and she said, "Do you want to watch films?" Like, yeah. So we stuck on Studio Six Six Six, which I know Candy's watched. The hell is this? <laughs> it's the Foo Fighters horror comedy. Oh, God. It's so much fun. It's it ridiculous. Is. It's stupid, isn't it? It is so, so stupid. But, and and they don't shy away from the fact that they can't act. Dave Grohl has a little <laughs> bit about him, but the rest of it was shit. But Pat Smear is MVP. He's like <laughs> sick, mid, middle-aged, six, you know, he's in his mid-60s. Yeah, Mid-60s, yeah. He acts like a child throughout this whole thing. <laughs> and him running away screaming at the top of his voice is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's... It's the greatest film. It's a bit like Foo Fighters trying to do an Evil Dead film, but without Someone told me it's actors. in the vein of uh, Pick of Destiny type film. It's much better than Pick of Destiny. Mm. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's one of his favourite films. <laughs> yeah, it is it's, in that vein, but the I just it's just a lot of fun. And it's got and some the, really... They're all lovable people, aren't they? Yeah, it's got some awesome deaths. Really is fucking it? cool, like visceral bloody deaths in it so i might get a watch yeah it is it is good fun it food fighters just taking the piss out themselves as well i like them anyway it's a, a proper like band. drink a bunch of beers and just have a good time yeah honestly if you're a Foo fighters fan that and a horror yeah. like comedy fan i don't think you'll not enjoy this it's, it's somewhat different than just doing a concert film in it yeah exactly it's like a wink to camera kind of film. Like you're in on the joke. You're all their friends kind of yeah. thing. You're all making a stupid a film together. 
Yeah. I'll put it on my list. It's on Netflix. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But the main thing I did this week was I went today, actually, to go see the Marvels. Now, this is what I'm talking about. Perks. I think you're massively in front of me now. Perks of my wife have started a new job in the cinema. It were free. I thought you were going to say she, <laughs> she directed it. No. <laughs> it were free, and all the food was 50% off. Nice. So, so that already so still put me ten pound for an hot dog. That already put me in a good mood. Yeah, no, we worked it out that if we had to pay for the food and the film for all four of us, it would have been about ninety quid. Oh god, I'm just That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, it costs also in my chest. It costs us thirty wiggled. quid, but that's because we decided to have proper food rather than just snacks. Chips it's and an everyman, isn't it? Yeah. Beer. Good but... they're good cinemas, they are good cinemas. But we got all that, we got Admission for four and all the food and drink for the price of two tickets. So you 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 doing your your wife's CV and pretending to be her at the interviews paid off. Yeah, You're dressing up time. as her. Yeah, I'm gonna. Hello, m- I'm Mrs. Stig. I'm gonna milk this until she <laughs> so much. You're going to be the ruin of every man cinema. Yeah, yeah. North Alton is gonna go. It's gonna go down because I've milked it so much. Anyway, onto the film. Marvels is uh, obviously a sequel to Captain Marvel. It stars uh, Brie Larson, Tayona Paris, who was in One Division, and Iman Falani, who plays uh, Miss Marvel from Miss Marvel. Uh, it's directed by Nia Costa, who did the recent Candyman remake slash sequel. Yeah. And yeah, so this takes place in its modern days because obviously Captain Marvel was a prequel set back in the nineties. We now post Endgame. Uh, Captain Marvel is obviously working with Nick Fury, and of so is uh, Monica Rambeau uh, after One Division, and they kind of get caught up. They're all kind of investigating something in different parts of the universe, and they get caught up in this weird thing, which kind of links. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambeau together. So every time they use their powers, they keep swapping places with each other. Huh. Which is really fun. Like, it has this really cool fight scene and kind of um, montage of them trying to fight people. But every time they use their powers, they keep swapping in, in and out of places. So you've got one fight that's happening on a Sabre spaceship one fight that's happening on like a Kree spaceship and one in the middle of uh, Kamala Khan's house. And it's like back and forth. It's it's really cool. It, it, it works really well. Um, I really enjoyed this. This is probably one of the better phase four slash five films. Oh. Captain Marvel is nowhere near as serious anymore. She's kind of... One of the, one of the one of the things about Captain Marvel film was she was trying to find herself and find out who she was, and within all that, she was quite serious in that it wasn't. A f- I don't think it was a fun film. I don't think she was that much of a fun character. It was okay film, but her as a character mm. was a bit dry. Whereas now like she's, her. yeah, but like now I think now she's a bit more like she's come out of a shell. It's kind of if someone comes, I like, out- I like the end game moment when he goes, "Hi, I'm Peter Parker." Hi, Peter Parker. Yeah, like she, she's more out of her shell now. Like she, she's kind of like she's really fun, and then yeah. she, she obviously bounces off the other two really well. But uh, Iman Falani as Miss Marvel is the MVP of this film. She's she, great in that show. She is so good, and she is so good as that character. 
she knows Marvel inside and out. She actually writes for Marvel Comics now. Like she's that much oh, of a fan. She it? is that much of a fangirl of Marvel that she's obviously ended up getting herself into a position where she's in the Marvel filmed. But she knows the stories and the comics inside out. And she plays that part so well. And I absolutely like she fangirls out every time she sees uh, Captain Marvel. She's constantly yeah. fangirling out. She named herself that, didn't she? Yeah. She's I, a- I, know, I love it. It's like, it's so cute and I'm really, I'm really fun. And she, remember that she's a 16 year old girl, constant, like yeah. meeting a hero. It's like she meets Nick Fury. Like she's obsessed with the Avengers and Nick Fury and Captain Marvel and all of like the superhero stuff. So the fact that she's yeah. like meeting them in this film, she keeps fangirling out, and it it never gets boring. Like it's re- it's every time she like does something about it, it's really fun. Um, but yeah, I I it, it is it's a solid three out of five. It isn't like top tier MCU. The villain is poor. A very is it a Cree villain. It's a Cree villain. It's very disposable. Is it Darben? Is it Darben? Darben, yeah. And <sighs> I knew it. It it, it it carries on basically from where Captain Marvel yeah. left off, where she left the Kree planet and the Kree Empire back then. Um and that's kind of it. Like the, the planet's dying and she's trying to resurrect it. Standard bad villain stuff. Oh, she's gonna steal the Kree, the Kree aren't good people, guys. She's gonna steal <laughs> this planet's like atmosphere, she's gonna steal this planet's water, she's gonna steal this planet's sun. <sighs> it yeah, is it interesting. The fun, interesting stuff comes from the central trio and the way they bounce off each yeah. other and the way they talk and just they didn't need a massive big bad though, did they at this point? No. And the film is only like I think it's like an hour and forty minutes, which is Oh, that's nice. For it's for a modern day superhero film, very short. That's lovely. And it has some setups for future films because it's a Marvel film, so of course it does. But it has some good setups. There's two very mm. good setups in this film. Um, I'm well, you not... go, don't leave the cinema yet, girls. Wait. Well, one's in the film, <laughs> one's in the post credit. Oh, well, mid credit. Wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, it's really fun. It's a very fun film. That's that's, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, it's yeah. better than a lot of the other films that came out recently. I'll put it that way. High bar. A high bar. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's better than the first. I just keep thinking about Quantumania. Why? Because it's Cause... the worst superhero film I've seen in decades. No. <laughs> worst Dark World. Oh, the Dark World's still worse for mm. me. I think Dark World's better. No. no, it's just so dull. Still think Dark World's better. Still, nothing's worse than Secret Invasion. Do not watch that. I've seen the first two episodes. And right. I, never, I never continued. So Nick Fury is in this film. And it's like Which Secret... Nick? Which Nick is it? And it's like Secret <laughs> Invasion never happened. Never happened. <laughs> so you do is not... he fun again? He's fun again. He's like, Yay! It's Secret Invasion. He's all dour and kind of like uh, incognito. Like Cold War Nick Fury. Yeah, Cold War Nick Fury. Super spy like... Under the radar, yeah. Nick Fury. In this, he's just, he's fun. He's fighting aliens. He's shooting aliens. He's quipping. Yeah. He's hes talking shit. He's fun, Nick Fury. Um, on a, a side note, don't watch Secret Invasion. Seriously. 
it'll add nothing to the MCU. They'll never revisit. Told not to continue. They'll never revisit the stuff that it set up because it's dog shit. It's the worst thing they did. This, however, is not. This was a lot of fun. I would when it, you know, I wouldn't say go to the cinema to see it. I wouldn't unless you really want to see it. Um, It'll be out Christmas, won't it? Yeah, when it comes out Disney Plus, it's definitely worth a watch. And I would, definitely. I would say that if you haven't watched WandaVision or Miss Marvel, which you should, which you should anyway. But if you haven't, then the film does a pretty good job of getting you up to speed, regardless. Oh, that's good. That's so good, you don't really get left behind with who Monica Rambo and Kamala Khan are, and yep. it also has Kamala's uh, family in it. Oh, they're so funny. And they're so funny and so good. And they're like... Oh, Beta. I love how they are with her. I, lo- I fucking love that. That's one of my favourite things about that show, that her family. Yeah, and but they aren't just a thing at the beginning and left behind. They're constant through the film. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. They're brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, cool, cool. Good, fun film. Gadget. Uh, I've uh, been doing a couple of things. Carried on with Lies of P. Um, I think I'm about halfway through the game. Should I now. get this game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> my, my only complaint about it is that I think it might be a bit too easy for a Souls veteran so far. Fuck's sake. Not in a bad way, but I feel like I, either the bosses are a bit easy or I've massively overleveled my character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's fun, good exploration, some really interesting boss designs, uh, great level designs, lots of looping and wrapping around on yourself, and some really challenging enemies, actually. The, like, the bosses haven't given me too much bother. Some of the kind of the bigger enemies, they've really fucked me around. Oh, um, like Bloodborne, then. A little bit, yeah. Um, but again, it's, it looks it's, like Bloodborne and all, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just all about getting the perfect parries down, and you can absolutely fucking steam, yeah. steamroll it. So, yeah, I'm still okay. enjoying that, and I'm going to carry on with that. Uh, but I also started another game this week because I'm because I'm an idiot and I can't just have the one game going at any given time. Plastic. Uh, uh, I picked up Sea of Stars in the, in the Steam sale. I fucking love this game. So, uh, Sea of Stars, it's a retro-inspired uh, RPG uh, by Sabotage Studio. Uh, it came out earlier this year. I think it's actually on PSN. It's on Game Pass. Is it on Game so Pass? Everything- oh, yeah. Fair enough. I picked it up. I picked it up to, so I could play it on the Steam Deck. Play it it was, uh, it's lovely on that. I've got it on I think Switch. it was a day one release for the PlayStation Plus. Yes, I remember right. It was. Yeah. So I, I need a rock. So I need an ally gadget. No, buy me one then. <laughs> <laughs> buy me one too. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, and the game is is so Sabotage Two's previous game was The Messenger, and this game is set weirdly enough in the same universe as that. Before it's the prequel. Yeah. Uh, you play two heroes named Valia and Zale, who are brothers and sister, a brother and sister, who use the power of sun and moon to fight against um, the wonderfully titled the Fleshmancer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a JRPG buddy if you've ever heard one. I feel like he might be showing up in Scott Sheep soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what happens when I meet him. Hey, there's some moments in this game I won't spoil because Gadget probably won't got there that are very, very Scott Sheep and. If I'd not known he'd not played it, I'd have thought he'd copied them. That they must have copied us. <laughs> um, this is a really, really fun game. Um, it's it, good in it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's taken the kind of semi-isometric JRPG style of games and kind of really evolved a lot of things. Uh, combat is still turn-based, um, but not necessarily Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it's it, it's very much like Chrono Trigger in the way the combat is done. You can 
defend hits. So like when an enemy's coming to hit you, you can if you ta- if you do a perfect parry, you can reduce the damage taken. Conversely, like the you Mario can, RPGs, you can increase the damage given the same way. There are some attacks. Um, one of Valer's attacks um, is 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 called the Moonerang, which is really funny. Um, but it's a it's a it's a boomerang, and if you keep tapping A, you can bounce it yeah, back across going. all the enemies. And I've managed to get a rally of about thirty hits, which is fucking yeah, great. There's a, tro- there's a trophy on PlayStation to get fifty, I think. Yeah, yeah. Got so, it. <laughs> of course, you have. Fucking nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so it does interesting things to the combat. The dialogue is. Quite fun, actually. I quite like a lot of the dialogue. Normally, RPGs in this style tend to be a bit crap with the way they're written. They like, usually have yeah. interesting stories, but crap moment-to-moment dialogue. The dialogue in this is really good. The characters, because they're brother and sister, you can tell they have a lot of love for each other and they support each other. Um, some of it's really fucking funny. Um, yep. There, there, there's been a couple of moments of dialogue and actions in the game that made me absolutely laugh out loud. Uh, notably, the what do you think? What, what, what do you think to Gal? I like him. He seems like a nice lad. He's he's literally one of the best JRPG characters <laughs> I've come across in years. He's so lovable. He is. He's 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 really nice. Um, yeah. and very upbeat and keeps getting us in trouble. And I very much love the moment when you get off the first island where is is like, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, the fast travel between the islands is great because you get these kind of big kind of ancient stone stone, stone titans <laughs> on the top of these mountains, and it and it clamps down a capsule on you and just. Hurls you across the sea. Fucking collect. Yeah, so and when that bad. happened, I fucking died laughing. It was so it's funny. It's so good. Yeah, um, the graphics are beautiful. There's a really lovely pixel art style to this, but it's it's like that elevator pixel art style like you get with like Hyperlight Drifter and a lot of the more modern games. Like It's not truly 16-bit, but it's in the pixel art style. Music and sound design is fucking gorgeous. That's just a really good game. It's really nice. I've been enjoying just kind did of chilling you, Did you beat The Messenger? Yes. Ah, oh, because I was there. Because if not, you'd you'd miss a lot of references with it. Yeah, no, but yeah, um, good. yeah. I I I don't have much to say on it because I'm only about four hours, four or five hours into it. Maybe I've just you know what, mate. It's not super long either. Don't worry. Oh, it's right, cool. super long. Well, beating the first area, like the tutorial yeah. area, I'm into the kind of the second one, and it's super good. Yeah, I'm just really enjoying. it. It's just really, really lovely, and um. I think it's it's definitely one one of the better games that's come out this year. I don't know if it'll hit my game of the year list, yeah. but probably doesn't have time to yet. But I'm I, I, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a really feel good and and it's good for people that don't like to grind in games because guess what, you don't have to. No, you don't. Oh, you can forcibly make the game give you more experience if you want and stuff like that. There's a load of quality of life stuff, isn't there in this? Yeah, that, that they just, they just want you to enjoy it. Yeah, they just want you to enjoy the game. And honestly, I would recommend you play The Messenger first, even though this is a prequel to that. There's some reference in there that literally brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, but that's I think a different just, type of game, isn't it? It's a like Metroidvania-style yeah. platformer thing. I still think uh, The Messenger is one of the best games. The Messenger's it's great. so, so fucking but good. I, 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 it's I, got some twists in that game. I, I, I think, Stig, because you're like... Dragon Quest, I think you'll enjoy this game. It's got a very similar tune to it. It does. It does. Yeah, it definitely has. But you should finish Dragon Quest first. It didn't take very long. <laughs> <laughs> Only 40 Come hours on. in. How long did it take you, Biggie? 150? 120 hours. <laughs> it's not long. 
Small game, that. Is that you, Gadget? Is that you, Sea of Stars? Yeah, that's me, Sea of Stars. That's nice, nice. Biggie, you've been playing. You've been watching, yeah. what you've been reading, what you've been looking at. I have been watching Narcos. I'm season two of that. Really enjoying that. Uh, highly recommended, Still. as everyone had already said. Um, heavily into Cyberpunk. Really enjoying that. I'm going to be so the, good in it. <laughs> the, yep, the Fanny Libs um, DLC soon. So good. I'm just in all the side stuff before I dive into that bit. But yeah, really enjoying yeah. it. I'm, it's it's got issues. Um, it's not the perfect game by any means in that it's sense. It's still buggy in places, but yeah, um, really enjoying that. I watched uh, the season and only season of Jupiter's Legacy because I read the graphic novel I mentioned before. <laughs> it's a weird one. It's a strange attempt at almost following the book to the T. And I what I liked about sure. it was it was just really slow. And I like the idea that they obviously felt like there was going to be season after season where they could build on the story they were creating and showing because they spent so long telling the origin of the superheroes throughout the whole season. There was no other plot. Yeah, it was almost too slow. And I think now it got to this point, it could have been really good, but it got cancelled. So I just thought... So why did you watch it? (laughs) Because I was curious to see, like, you know, how close they got to... The, I think the they did. Books. The comic book's fantastic. I do. I do. And that's why I think it's a shame it got cancelled, because just as it was yeah. going to get going, but they spent too long getting there, so that was the problem. Unfortunately, it's not the biggest comic book either. That's the problem. It's quite a niche no. one. I, lo- I love that. I love the books, though. So yeah. But I thought it would have been interesting had it uh, been able to carry on. But uh, it's got some yeah. shocking wigs in it as it time jumps, but <laughs> the makeup. Terrible wigs. But I, I let it go. Um, but <laughs> one thing I did enjoy watching um, was The Creator. The Creator is a 2023 American science fiction action film produced and directed by Gareth Edwards, he of The Raid 1 and 2 fame. He co-wrote the screenplay with uh, Chris Weitz. It stars John David Washington, Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe, or Watanabe, however you pronounce that, Sturgill Simpson. I think you got it wrong there, Gadget. Uh, Uh, Gadget, Biggie, fuck's sake. Damn it. Oh, oh, what? Oh. Who? What? What? You were wrong, Stig. You were wrong, pal. Dick. Yeah, be quiet, <laughs> there, man. It's in my ass. out. It isn't. Uh, you're getting the, the wrong Gareth's mixed up there. What? <laughs> I've just been pernickety. It's not. It's not the rage director. Carry on. Is it not? No. I thought it was. No. No, it's actually Gareth. How Bale. many Gareths are in? How <laughs> Gareth Bale? Oh, okay. How many Gareths are in Hollywood? Come on. <laughs> Um, uh, Sturgill Simpson and Alison Janney were also starring uh, it's set in 2070 50 years, uh, sorry, 15 years after a nuclear detonation in LA and a war against artificial intelligence an ex-special forces agent is recruited to hunt down and kill the creator who has developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war Ooh. Uh, it was filmed mainly in Thailand uh, on an 80 million production budget um, this is fucking ace it's so I seen, I've seen the trailer to it. It's so one where he's carrying good. that he's carrying that um kid, isn't he? About yeah. it's it's I thought it's sci fi it's sci fi it's start again, it's sci fi done well. Um yes. it doesn't do anything particularly new. Um basically to give you an in a nutshell of what happens. In twenty fifty five, an artificial intelligence detonates the nuclear warhead in LA. In response, most of the Western nations wage a war against the AI to prevent humanity's extinction. They're being mm. resisted by people of so called New Asia, 
consisting of Southeast Asia, Japan, Taiwan, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Nepal, and parts of India, who continue to embrace AI. The military seeks to assassinate Nurmata, the mysterious chief architect behind the AI advancements. The US Nomad, which is this big fuck-off spaceship that floats above the sky, you can see it pretty much from everywhere, which is uh, an acronym for North American <laughs> Orbital Mobile Aerospace Defense. It's developed as an advanced <clears throat> space station capable of launching destructive attacks from orbit. Um, oh, that's the Americans. What I love about this film, it starts off with almost like a 50s sort of infomercial, you know, that robots were first designed in. And then it just shows you footage of how robots start like getting integrated. <laughs> as they start to get integrated into normal uh, life and they end up, like you see a robot working in a bakery, um, you see them uh, participating in sports and stuff like that. It's really clever, really smart, nice intro into how they became part of everyone's lives as well as robots, their simulants. Um, while the themes aren't exactly subtle, um, it obviously covers things like racism, xenophobia, how the military works. Um, for me, it was great. Great performances all round. Two standout performances are from John David Washington, he of Tenet fame, and obviously is the son of Denzel, and he is fantastic. He was really, good in Tenet. Yeah, he's really good acting chops, this man. Uh, look out for more from him. And it had a star in turn from, I believe, was probably introduced. Her name is Madeline Una Voyles, and she was the said kid that you mentioned. She plays yeah, yeah. Alpha O, or Alfie, a robotic simulant with the ability to remotely control technology. Um, yeah, the visuals are fantastic. Um, the sound design is great. The scores by Hans Zimmer. Um, it has that sort of gritty sci-fi where it kind of, even though it's set X amount of years in the future, it still kind of feels a bit modern day as well um there's some great set pieces fantastic one where they're just trying to defend a bridge and the uh, opposition send in uh these kind of like robots that run like a linebacker in american football um yeah, and, yeah, then yeah. and then it detonates on the bridge and stuff like that it's just really cool really smart use of sci-fi if you like sci-fi this is your bag you will love this i don't film. think anyone dislikes sci-fi but it's done well i think it's really really good and is it's it, definitely is one TV of my films one? of the year Oh, uh, yeah, you can get it on streaming services. Uh, is it Apple TV? Yeah, yeah, you can get it on streaming services. Okay. okay I, <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's, um, but it's Gareth oh, Edwards dear. who did Rogue One. Oh, okay. Sorry, my mistake. I thought it was... Not Gareth Hugh Edwards. Edwards. No, Gareth... Oh, Gareth Bale. <laughs> you were getting mixed up with Gareth Evans. Sorry, I didn't, Evans, mean, I didn't mean to sorry, interrupt. Yeah. I just thought, hang on, that doesn't sound right. Like, no, that's he, cool. I, I don't mind being corrected. Gareth Edwards is working on a new film with Tom Hardy, which sounds mint. Oh. Excellent, excellent. Um, when that does hit streaming platforms, I will watch that. <laughs> it's got a bit of um, the Lone Wolf and Cub feel as well. Um, yeah, I remember the seeing the trailer. The trailer well. looked epic. Like some right vistas yeah, really, and really, really. I it? loved it. I thought it was great. But I, I thought I'd I thought I'd bloody missed it dropping then, but now I realise I haven't missed it dropping. You can but you can buy it on the streaming services for like a ten or ten on Apple TV, ten or ten on Prime. Don't be daft. Streaming services, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Have our dear, dear, dear listeners done anything this week? Yes, our coterie of villains has come up with uh, some things that they've been doing. Uh, first of all, Todd Story says I've been enjoying the second book in the Fourth Wing series. 
Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. It's very enjoyable. I've never heard of that. No, I've never heard. I think you got recommended them in our Discord. I think Lady Azabat read them. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. And next up we have Planty. Uh, lovely friends. Mendes. This week I've been utterly racked with flu. So mm. while I think on, let's ha- let's have this as my last will and testament. <laughs> <laughs> to gadget I leave my That's Cuban- a shame he's dying before me then. <laughs> To Gadget, I leave my Cuban cigar box full of dice, because dice is exactly what you need more of, meowed son. Candy, my talking Sean of the dead figure. How's that for a slice oh. of fried gold? Oh, perfection. Stig, my 4K media library, if you can get the CEX stickers off them. Did to bother me. Good luck. <laughs> Biggie, for my favourite vintage human, I leave you my box and unopened Return of the Jedi speeder bike. It's almost as old as you. Favourite vintage human. That is a brilliant way to put it. <laughs> a vintage human. That's the one we press the button and the little bike explodes. It's well cool. And Oodles, Oodles, my beautiful boy, come closer. <gasps> I'm here. Close, closer still. Yes, I'm here. Closer yes, still. I give you my original 1989 Game Boy with the Jurassic Park stickers on it. But you'll need oh, to fix man. the screen that my stepdad stood on in 1994. Prick. Man. Him, not you. I can get... I can get that done, mate. I can get that replaced. Don't you worry about that, sweetheart. This week, I watched Mrs. Doubtfire for our patron's choice. I actually sound a bit like Harvey Firestein right now. <laughs> has, it, um, has it aged? Well, we'll find out on his podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, this stuff has great. I, lo- I bloody love Doubtfire. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a run by fruiting. <laughs> Uh, VHS 85, these Shudder originals are worth the money alone. The person whose Shudder account I use tells me. Candy, mate, get on those. <laughs> oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. Best thing VHS I've watched this... The first movie was great. Best thing I've watched this week is easily uh, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, which is just so perfect. Good. Yeah, Looks great. great, sounds even better, and the soundtrack is Chef's Kiss, and most importantly, it's funny. It's really good. Seth Rogen... Right, if it's produced by Seth Rogen, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> Invincible, The, the boys. boys, Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles, The Man Gen Fucking v. Knows. Yeah, Jevic, The Man Fucking Knows <laughs> Geek Culture, and he does it fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weed. Yeah. It's the magic ingredient. Be, it? <laughs> he, 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 he's got it. Oh, TMNT is so fucking gone, and people have just slept on it. Anyway, better go. I feel the darkness closing in on me. I shouldn't have had a bottle of 19 crimes before shot in Night Nurse. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. Rest in peace, <laughs> mate. Out Rest in See peace. See you on the other side, brother. You'll never hear this. See but you soon. We love you. Yeah, you'll never hear this. Get his eulogy. Get around it. Um, Planty was a good man. <laughs> he lived a good life. <laughs> oh, Planty. Oh, Planty. <laughs> that's, that's how I want my eulogy to be from, from that guy from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to Kenny Potter to get that reference. Yes. Oh, Planty died. What do you love doing? Watching films. Moving on. Uh, Xenos has said, this week Steam has had a sale on and I just got a new game. Just the one. I just just bought two. Fucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never play him. I'll never play him. Uh, so he bought Grim Dawn, which I think is an ARPG, whatever genre Diablo is in. 
I've been hearing about yeah. it for a while, and it's proven to be decent so far. Something I th- something about it keeps me th- making me think it's from the mid-2000s, even though it released in 2016. I can't put my finger on it. It's not the graphics, but it just feels older. That said, whatever it is isn't getting in the way of the gameplay. It's working well in both solo and multiplayer modes, and there's a ton of class combinations since there are nine classes, six in the base game, two in the first DLC, one in the second DLC, and another in the third DLC coming next year. Blah. And you can pick any two to invest points in. I think all the combinations have unique names too. Both myself and the friend I'm playing with are using Necromancer, but I've paired it with the Wizard Arcanus class and I'm tagged as a Spellbinder, while he's taken up Shaman and I've become a rich and become a Ritualist. No, not the one from Remnant last week. Oh. Uh, combat mechanics are good. There's tons of abilities you can invest in, but only three actual stats to minimalise faffing about with those. So far, the mini-bosses I've run into have been a bit underwhelming, though. Their attacks do plenty of damage, but they don't feel like there's an enormous amount of force behind them on impact. That's probably just me being picky, though. Overall, I would recommend picking it up if you like this kind of game, especially while it's on discount. It's a bit of an older game, and it's still actively being worked on, and from what I've seen, far more content can only be a good thing. That said, I do need to add one warning. It's kind of bleak. It's basically set in a world that's not undergoing a demonic invasion so much as an occupation. We've already lost, and the game does not go easy on that, even if your character is fighting back. Gadget thin. Yeah, probably. If anyone's (laughs) after... Hank- a hankering for an ARPG. Does anyone want to buy my copy of Diablo uh, 4 <laughs> unopened? <laughs> no, I only play good ones. Fuck's sake. I get shut on my games, mate. <laughs> got CX, telling you. Dude. How much she selling it for? I don't know. Fuck knows what. I don't know what it's worth. Sealed, Biggie. Sealed. With a kiss. <laughs> Uh, last, cool. last up is Angry Kurt uh, he says on the gaming front I've been carrying on with Mario RPG and still enjoying it TV wise I'm still watching 24 but also finished season 2 of Welcome to Wrexham which I thought was about as good as the first season it's not <laughs> finally I've been reading a book called Audition which is an Asian thriller which was brought up on the back page podcast as a book to read alongside the episode I think it's I, I think I enjoyed it to some extent, but it was a little too seedy at times, like Fifty Shades of Grey seedy, where I was reading about these two characters having sex in a lot of detail, mm. and I'm not Darling. into that type of thing when reading. Other that than the that, film? Though, I, was, 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 was the film of audition based on that? Because yeah, it was a Japanese film. It's a film. good film, though. Yeah. Mm, good film. Oh, I thought it was horrendous. Like, it was good, but it really yeah. just churned my stomach. <laughs> Creepy as fuck. Yeah. Other than that, though, it did present a good thriller and apparently has a film adaptation too, so I may look that up. Yeah, there you go, Candy. There we go. Uh, Just to warn you, Kurt, it's horrendous. It'll turn your stomach. It's very. Let me hear this straight. Right. Meant to be quite the back page pod, the computer game podcast, yeah. has started to lean into books now. They're stomping on our territory. I, th- I think it's probably one of their Patreon things. Fucking fight them. Who are they? I'll fight them. <laughs> Stig will fight them, I mean. Also, please. Stick to he he, finish, he finishes off saying, "Also, please look up the Western covers. It's arguably the worst cover I've ever seen. I would hide the book if I had visitors. Well, I need to fucking look for it now." Okay, so what, what is, is the just name of the book? Again, sorry? Audition. <laughs> Audition. Oh, okay. Audition. Western cover. Oh, I've just remembered a bit in the film, and it actually made me gag. I actually put that on my watch list <laughs> recently. Kinky. Not that kind of gag. Uh, this anime girl. Is that it? Yeah, it might be that one. That's not too bad. It is if you sat on a train reading it. You don't want to be fucking. You don't want to be outward as a weeb on a train. (laughs) Nobody needs that. 
Right, okay. It's not a particularly well done anime girl. No. It's not the worst. I was expecting it to be like fucking tits out or something like that. But I mean, if it was, now we're talking. I do want to watch audition the film. Actually, I I, I put it. I uh, marked up to watch recently with all the other fucking films <laughs> and games and books. What am I on now? Let's have a quick look before we move on to Candyland. I am on <laughs> seven hundred eighty-three films. I've put on my watch list to watch. To watch, just based on other out. based on other people's recommendations. You've watched more than that, though. Sure, what's coming out, etc. Yeah, 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 I've watched miles more than that. It's just films I've not caught up with, or I hear people talking about. Them, oh, that sounds good, and I just and you just, you just add them on. Yeah, I'm really selective with stuff I add on. Mine's not not, not even in fifties. Yeah, I won't get there. I just I hear people talk about. It. So that sounds good. Is that the feedback gadget? That is all the feedback. Thanks for feeding back, guys. Thanks for feeding back. As all, as always, as always, and forevermore. Links to our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Now, it's usually the end of the show, but before we do go to the end of the show, we we have a nightmare to <laughs> endure and stuff like that. But just before you, we do go to that. Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, our December big bumper, crazy December, is kicking off next episode. So bear with us. We've not done this before. <laughs> Be kind. We've not, done right. a, 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 we've not done a gotti one. Uh, Gadget's leading that as well, aren't you, Gadget? Mm, yeah, I am. Uh, it's, it, it's a test for us to see if it can be done. The live one's coming as normal. We're fucking experts at that. God, we're good at that. We're good at live. Don't say fuck or bugger. <laughs> but yeah, please, if you, if you, if you feel it within your hearts to support us for even as little as a pound, it'd be really, really kind. Because you're going to get the green room after this episode and all the other episodes and all the myriad content we've got. Is it over 300 episodes or something like that? Something it's stupid. stupid. Like that. Yeah, idiot. What fucking idiots we are. We need to stop. We need to stop. <laughs> but yes, before the end of the show, it, it, it's a treat to some. To others, it's torture. It's time for Candyland. What's up in Candyland? Um, yeah, and can I just say, we had no feedback over my Candyland last week, so I can only assume I my suggestion... Him. Yeah, I can only assume my suggestion went down well. I'm All right. traumatised. <laughs> I'm right, so just let that be known. Um, this week's Candyland is an observation I made um, over a Christmas song that I had not Warrior. noticed before. I was getting my house ready. I was getting a little house of candy ready for my Christmas decks. Didn't have time to put the decks up. There's a lot of there's a lot of sorting to do. You're saying decks, I'm just seeing you like Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. What, what are the decks? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and a song came on and it was, I saw mummy kissing Santa Claus. And this has Underneath always gone Christmas by me. Tree last night. Yeah. Fine. Oh, mistletoe. Was, Underneath the mistletoe was, last night. She was kissing Santa underneath the mistletoe last night. That's I it. listened to the lyrics. Santa Claus was dad. It's the no, fucking no, dad. Like it's the it? fucking dad. Santa Claus is the dad. That's why he didn't see. I've only just realised this. That's the whole yeah. 40-year-old woman. 
That's, yeah. the whole point, that's the whole point of the song. She saw him kissing well, Santa Claus because the dad's dressed up as Santa Claus. Yeah, well, I thought it was just And the Santa kid Claus. believes in Santa still. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, if you still believe in Santa, Santa does exist. Bless your little you fucking real. Well, no, I never really listened to it before properly. It was just a Christmas song. Did Michael you know, Jackson sing it? The... He did, yeah. Yeah. Did I thought he? so. Yeah, little Michael. Yeah, yeah, he oh. did, yeah. Oh, Jackson yeah, he five. did. Jackson 5 song. Jackson 5, yeah. They saw his dad kissing his kissing his mum. His dad was dressed as Santa, and yeah, that's what happened. One of those rare occasions that Joe Jackson. One of those rare occasions that Joe Jackson wasn't being kind. (laughs) (laughs) It it traumatised him for the rest of his life, and thus lead down the slippery path that was Michael Jackson. (laughs) Now we don't know why the dad was dressed as Santa Claus. Maybe Mummy had a kink. (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, that, that leads me on to my second point, which Biggie brought up earlier. Um, there's a part of growing up as a woman that they don't tell you about when you get a little bit older. Santa becomes mighty attractive to the 35-year-old plus lady. Silver Fox, delightfully Damn. rotund, gives out gifts. Who doesn't love a jolly man to come home to? Jolly and warm. This came to me this year. I was just getting, again, getting ready. But you are now get, attracted to Santa Claus. Getting House of Candy ready. I'm like, do you know what? Actually, Santa has got a lot to offer. And, and, <laughs> strong Scandinavian man. Yeah. Could He's got up. reassuring thighs. Good okay, with animals. Candy, Candy, while we're on it, while we're on this then. Good who's with the, animals. Who's the hottest Santa in, like, TV and film? Oh, God. It's Tim Allen, isn't it? It's got to be Kurt Russell, surely. I think oh, it's Kurt just Russell. Say Kurt Russell. Yeah. Mm. Not, David, not David Harbour in Violent Night? I haven't seen that yet. Although that is on my watch list this Christmas. What about Billy Bob Thornton? No, <laughs> he's a bit weaselly. Have no, a look never... up now. Have a look up now. Have a look up at David Harbour. What about the Grinch? And, and see the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch no, I've seen what he looks like, but. <laughs> yeah, the Grinch. I know, but it's got to be between him and Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt Russell. Jack Skellington. Santa. The problem with David Harbour as Santa in that film is he just looks like an absolute drunk because he is. But yeah, he looks like a man dressed up as Santa, not actual Santa. Whereas, what about Michael you... Scott from The Office? He's Santa. No, you look at Kurt Russell as Santa. So Phyllis. Oof. So is Phyllis, but he didn't like that, did he? No, he did not. <laughs> Gizmo and Gremlins. Gizmo and Gremlins. You can't shag Gizmo though. It's wrong. It's rotten. Oh yeah, it's, it's Kurt Russell by far. You can look at him. I'm going to post Look at that. The man is magnificent. You mean Kurt Russell, 90-year-old man in Monarch? No, <laughs> look at that. Handsome. That looks look, like the look real... That's the, the look real... Look in the chat. That's the real thing. Be- beautiful. Stunning. I've seen them. I've seen that film. It's a good film. Second one isn't. No, I've not seen the second one. Hmm. So, this is what it's all boiled down to, this Candleland, is the fact that you are now attracted to Santa. Well, I mean, it started off as the Christmas Carol that I said I had a sudden revelation about what's actually, what it's actually about. But yeah, so now you're got driving a, down the street, a, or you're walking Santa through king. shops, and you see a Santa, you get a little fanny, fanny beat, <laughs> little beat in your fanny. Probably will. Probably will. I mean, what's no, not? She's doing what's Christmas not to Eve be night? attracted to? Chris Kringle. What about him? Yeah, Richard Attenborough. He's mm, fit. A bit old. <laughs> bit, a bit of an old Santa. Bit dead. <laughs> Spend no expense. Candy's mm. turned up as a Santa's grotto with no kids. Where's your children? <laughs> Can't got none. Sitting on Santa's lap. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I'd love to be a fucking naughty girl this, this year, Santa. <laughs> Santa, I've been so naughty. Been so Is naughty. that a little gift you've got for me in your life? <laughs> <laughs> candy cane in your pocket. Tell you what, if there's any Santas out there that need a Mrs. Claus this year, I'm your gal. I think I'd make Has a good got Mrs. Claus. I've got a rosy face. I'm delightfully returned. Perfect. Loves a bit of candy cane. <laughs> love a candy the, cane. The thing is, earlier on, Gadget said something about Pip and Santa. Mm. Yeah. Is that... Dressed up as like Santa? Is that what you reckon? Dressed up as Santa this year, Gadget? Nope. <laughs> never will. <laughs> Absolutely never will. More's the pity. If patrons pay enough, we will live stream the threesome. Between Gadget, <laughs> Pip and Candy on <laughs> But I could probably pawn or they'll be sat on the sofa and they'll just hear the jingling of the bells. Ching, 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 ching. You'd be like, oh, look, look up, there's mistletoe. Suck on this, candy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for ruining your Christmas. Anyway, it's Christmas extravaganza starts next wrong kind, week. Wrong kind of reindeer games right there. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that harrowing, harrowing, yet again, Candyland. The nightmare fuel just... Oh. Oh, the ending song's got to be Santa Baby, isn't it? <laughs> I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> Thank you very much. Patrons, we'll meet you really soon behind the bike shed for a quickie. But for everyone else, bye. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Oh.